Blog Talk Radio. It's the Roman Show for the week of May 15th, 2017, and today we welcome the main eventers of Titan FC 44, Bantamweight champion Farkad Sharapov and Jose Shorty Torres, who's a flyweight champion of Titan FC. Both of these men will be on the program to talk about their fight this weekend, airing live on UFC Fight Pass. This plus much more on The Roman Show, which starts right now. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. 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 GNC, we're go. Down here, go. Control, go. 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 We are go. Network, go. Covering, go. Capcom, we're go. Fly. Launch control, this is Houston. We are go for launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Welcome everyone to another episode of The Roman Show. Long my, my guest here. None other. My guest. What am I saying? It's Monday. It's sorry. Coffee My co-host, the dashing one, George Alonzo. What's going on, man? Wow, for once you actually say my name correctly by calling me dashing. Thank you, Mr. Roman. I highly, highly appreciate that. Well, for today, I'm here enjoying my green grape martini. So it's actually very good, very sour, but tasty. So I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Great sour. You see, you had cotton candy, sour, grape, melon. What's next? You'll never know. I just have something new every week. All right. Well, let's get some of the message out of the way. As you've heard mentioned, top of the show. Titan FC will be taking place this Friday, May 19th. It's going to air live on UFC Fight Pass. And if you live in South Florida, you can check it out for yourself. Personally, get your tickets right now, Ticketmaster.com. It's going to be taking place at the Pembroke Pines City Center in Pembroke Pines, Florida. And you have Farkad Shiropov defending his bantamweight title against Jose Shorty Torres, who is undefeated, George. And Jay-Z Calvacante, the veteran, We'll take on Kurt Hollibow for the vacant lightweight title and a whole list of other great fighters that could potentially be headed to the UFC. You don't want to miss this. Pembroke Pine City Center. It's a brand new facility. Top of the line. You don't want to miss it. Trust me, if you live in Florida, go check it out. Ticketmaster.com is the website to get your tickets. Titan FC 44 airing on UFC Fight Pass if you are unable to make it. And yours truly is going to be in the middle of the cage announcing. So I'm getting amped for that. Getting a lot of rest, brother. Well, congratulations. But just know this. You might be the voice, but I'm the face. Moving forward, Athlon Rub. That's what George rubs into his face all the time every time he wakes up in the morning to prevent any uh, pain. He puts it on (laughs) during and after training. AthlonRub.com, check them out. It's it's the best, best thing you got to put on when you train. AthlonRub.com. It's, uh, it's it's just amazing. Trust me, I use, I use it myself. And it protects you through any of the, of the pain that you go through when you train before, during, and after. Where AthlonRub.com, check it out. Okay, let's talk some pro wrestling in reality check this weekend.
to give you a reality check. All right, George. Well, a lot to talk about in pro wrestling. First, let's give a quick shout out. Ignite Wrestling will be taking place uh, this Saturday, May 20th. Ignite Wrestling presents Anarchy. It will be taking uh, place at Team Vision Dojo, 6923 uh, Norcoos Road in Orlando, Florida. IgniteWrestling.com is the site to check out there for information. That is IgniteWrestling.com. Ignite comes back with a heavy-hitting card May 20th in Orlando. You don't want to miss it. Tickets are only 10 bucks. You can't beat that. It started off in the Treasure Coast, and they're taking their shows up north to Orlando, which actually they had a show in um, during the WrestleMania weekend. You know, they had a whole bunch of uh, shows they had that week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you mean. And, and again, the promoter, very, very sweet woman, Miss Kim. She is a true professional. She knows how what she's doing. She knows how to build these shows up, which is amazing. Uh, and, and she's a very, like I said, good woman. I've I've spoken to her on numerous occasions. Uh, you know, she has a great show lined up coming up for Anarchy. I really suggest you purchase your tickets in advance for Ignite Wrestling Presents Anarchy. Uh, you know, she, she like the shows keep on getting better every single time. So definitely is not, you know, is not, you, you won't regret going to that show. Absolutely not. Kim, good luck on the show. Ignite Wrestling Presents Anarchy. Do not miss it. May 20th in Orlando, Florida. Okay, George, well, a lot to talk about. Speaking of the indies, Randy Orton put out a statement kind of taking a jab at the indie wrestling, saying that he won't take any dives, and it all stirred up a big conversation on social media. Many took on Randy comments, uh, Randy's comments, including even Low Key, who uh, is now in Impact Wrestling. Bubba Ray also uh, voiced his opinion. Batista voiced his opinion. Even CM Punk uh commented on this controversy and basically what what randy orton is saying is hey look i don't have to do all these crazy moves put my body on the line and risk any injuries when i'm making 15 million dollars i think he said uh a year putting asses into seats instead of paying you know your your typical eight dollar uh, uh, uh ticket at an indie show i mean i get it what he's trying to say and I also understand the, the indie scene, but I think uh, it was Leo Crush who said it best. There's different types of wrestling, you know, whether it be fast-paced, whether it be uh, crazy, uh, a little too extreme, or your cookie-cutter type of wrestling, which, which you see in the WWE. So there's a taste for every mouth, just like there's, taste, there's musical taste for you know, different genres. So I, I see what it is. But at the same time, Randy Orton is making a point. Yeah, like, uh, for, first and foremost, let me just say for the record, I could never see Randy Orton dive in the first place, okay? He's not one of those type I could ever see do a suicide dive or, or Tope Conilo or whatever. So that, that's, that image, that, just that image for the people who even are thinking of it, get it out of your head. Number two, Randy Orton makes a valid point. Look, I'm a type of guy that loved the old school type of wrestling. Okay, I loved the storytelling. I loved just wrestling. You know, as much as I respect and of course say, hey, I will. Yes, you will catch my attention with the flips. You'll catch my attention with the with the dives. You'll catch my attention with all this suicide stuff. Hey, it's entertaining. It's what these wrestlers do to grab the attention of our fans. It, It 
just like Randy says that his wrestling puts asses in seats, guess what? These flips, these flops, these dives, these whatever, put asses in seats for where these wrestlers perform as well. So it's a win-win. So there's no reason to be attacking the indies or the indies attacking WWE because at the end of the day, if you're in this business, you want to make it to the WWE. So what, what, where in the world do you go off by saying, hey, Randy's wrong? Because eventually, if you're really in this business and you really want to push yourself to where you need to be, you have to do you have to wrestle to be where he's where he is. So it's kind of like yes, Randy attacked the dives. I'm not siding with him. I'm just saying you know, Randy, understand that just as much as your wrestling puts butts in seats, their dives put butts in seats as well. Yeah, but when he was, for example, and I mean, he is a different animal because you know he was born into a wrestling family. So, yeah, we don't want to say it per per word here, word for word, but he was born in the wrestling business, unlike other guys that have to start from scratch. You know, so Randy Orton was an OVW, but he wasn't taking any dives. He wasn't doing any crazy moves. He was he was learning the basics, and I think it was AJ Styles who who actually said in an interview, interview that every wrestler, and, and you might be in, 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 in the independence for years, just like AJ Styles, he said, don't think that what you see out there you know, is what you're going to get when you get to the WWE mm-hmm. because it's a completely different animal. And he said, when I came here, I had to learn so many things that I never learned out there. And and Major Styles, as you know, he was he was putting asses in seats in the Tokyo Dome for New Japan Wrestling. So this this guy knows what he's talking about. So what he, what he's saying is that when he came to the WWE, he was basically thrown to the wolves and he had to figure it out on his own. You know, angles when you have to look at the camera in a certain way. And he's suggesting that no matter how much of an experience you have before coming to the WWE, you should go to NXT. To learn those little things that will make you that much better in the WWE poor ring. I completely agree with AJ Styles. I 100% agree with him. He had a lot of pressure when he first started his WWE career, like he was mentioning in that interview, saying that, yes, he was thrown to the wolves because, you know, with his resume, with his background, they're like, you know what, we're just going to put you in the main roster. And at that same moment, on the blink of an eye, he had to learn everything. You know, they didn't give him a couple weeks, a couple days. No, he had to learn everything on the spot. And it's like every wrestler says, you never stop learning in this business. AJ Styles, veteran, you know, has always, look, the guy has wrestled all over the world, including selling out the Tokyo Dome. And he's still learning. So what I'm saying is this, yes. Continue to do your dives. Continue to do your, your things to sell your seats because that's what you need to do to earn a living. I'm not going against the dives because or you could be a wrestler. Look, let's, let's put it this way. If your wrestling puts butts in seats, I respect you. If your dives put butts in seats, 
I respect you. I don't respect, you know, and the reason I respect you is because you got to do what you got to do to put butts in those seats because those butts in seats are also your livelihood to help out your family or help out whatever you need, you know, to do. So, you know what? At the end of the day, do what you got to do to sell the seats, but just make sure that when you get to WWE, that that's not all you depend on. Uh, yeah, yeah, just modify your class and know that when you get to the top, there's no need for you to be jumping off uh, buildings and, and, and drop an elbow because things are absolutely different when it comes to the big leagues. All right, moving forward. As you know, there was apparently there was a leaked script out there for a Vince McMahon bio, biopic, but it turns out that we still don't know as far as this movie is going to take place, but one person has stepped up to the plate and said, hey, I will play Vince McMahon. And who do you think that is, George? Who? John Cena. Oh, God. Oh, God. What do you think? I mean, he is an actor, uh, after all. Do you think that John Cena will play a, a good role as Vince McMahon? I think he will. Remember, he has seen, you know, that the point of view of Vince McMahon. I think he could do a great job at it. Listen, if Cena ever played Vince McMahon, or please let it be a young Vince, I feel like John Cena's, you know, body is too ripped to be a Vince McMahon. Like, don't get me wrong, Vince McMahon is, it's, he's built, he's built like a tank, but he's no John Cena. Yeah, but uh, he knows him, he could kind of get the look, I'm sure, with the, you know, Hollywood's, uh, Hollywood secret there could make him look as close as he, they can to Vince McMahon, but I think he'll do a good job because he's seen what Vince McMahon is all about. Okay, yes, but he's seen him, and he that's his boss, and he has his blessing all the time, and et cetera, et cetera, but I just... Uh, Why not? That could be his big break. I don't know, man. I just don't know. I can't see John Cena as Vince McMahon. I'm sorry. You imagine that you do a, a, another few with the Miz saying that he was, he played you know he had the opportunity to play the the boss when the Miz was making you know C rated movies. Listen, if Vince McMahon ever if Vince ever got a chance to make a movie of himself, I think that will probably be the number one WWE movie of all time. Yeah, and I hope it does happen. Just to take a look at how it all went down. By the way, did you, well, read, read the script. There's some really cool, interesting stories on how he got involved with pro wrestling and how he met his wife, believe it or not. Uh, did you know that his wife actually took part of a Ted DiBiase, uh, a Million Dollar Man segment back in the 1990s? I think I've heard of that. But there was something about that day. He met his wife in a strip bar or something like that. She barked like a dog, on the, if you look it up. Well, who cares? I would have done it. Look at, look at him. Look at them now. All right, moving forward. Adam Cole of Ring of Honor is no longer signed with the company, so rumors are out there that he might be coming to NXT. George, is Adam Cole that much of a big deal? Uh, to me, yes. Adam Cole, first and foremost, if you're going to do the whole Adam Cole thing, do it right. Adam Cole, baby! Sorry, I just had to. Uh, you know, when it comes to Adam Cole, I feel like, just like Jay Lethal, just like a lot of many great faces in ROH, he was one of those people that made ROH what it is today. You know, our, Adam Cole was one of the originals. He he first came into ROH tagging with Kyle O'Reilly, and of course they went their separate ways. Then Adam Cole became one of the biggest stars in the independent scene, period. You know, two-time ROH champion, uh, a constant champion all over the world. You know, the the man has a resume. 
Now, am I saying, does he have a resume like an AJ Styles? No, but he's getting there. Tell you what, to, to do a fair com, uh, judgment, he's a young AJ Styles. Okay, okay, well, we're well, good to see. Uh, that now that he's been kicked out of the Bullet Club, and uh, now the Bullet Club has a new member, but another topic here, and we just came across this, Sabu versus Vader. They're, they're, they're calling this as a dream match. George, and I'm not taking anything away from Vader and Sabu, but last I checked, Sabu was having hip surgery. Vader is on the verge of, well, he's, he's fighting for his life as he came out and posted a, a comment on social media saying that he had just about a year or two left because of his heart condition. George, is this really this this dream match? Are we really gonna get a dream match out of these two? They could, no offense, Vader could probably move a lot more than Sabu. Well, this is happening at the uh, the, the resurrection of Pro Wrestling Syndicate. Uh, it's happening, I believe, in New Jersey or or something like that. Uh, and the main event, like you said, is Vader versus Sabu. <sighs> I. I don't know what to tell you in this. Point. What could they possibly physically do? You ain't, ain't going to see Sabu, you know, over the top rope, jump into his move with the, with the chair. That's not going to happen. But here, but look, here's where I goes back to the Randy Orton situation. We were talking about wrestling and we were talking about dives. But here are two names that could literally just punch each other throughout the entire match and still sell out the entire crowd. Because they have that resume, and the fans will follow it, because it's never happened before. So you know what? Fans are going to line up and say, oh my God, Sabu and, and uh, Vader, Sabu and Vader, first time, and two big names. I want to meet them, buy a ticket, show up. I guess. I mean, I'm making a 10-minute chop fest as much as action they can do. Listen, again, I, like I said, dive sell seats, wrestling sell seats. Guess what? Names sell seats. And even if they punch each other for the entire 10, 5 minutes of the match, listen, they're seeing a match that's never happened before. So are the fans really going to say nay or yay? I don't think so because they're going to be lost in the situation of saying, hey, we're seeing a first time. Well, let's see, and I'm really curious to see that video. Okay, George, uh, before we move forward, and welcome both of our guests, Parkhead. Uh, Sharapov and Jose Shorty Torres. We want to make a very sad announcement, but um, last week uh, we lost two individuals in the uh, Florida independent pro wrestling scene, uh, one being Ram Man uh, and, uh, and Wayne, who was just 29 years old and you know, unfortunately lost his life due to heart conditions. Very, very sad uh, to hear this. Um, it's unfortunate, especially for... And, of course, it was just 29 years old. Can you believe that? And the guy was in a wrestling match. He, 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 he fell on the ground, and he had three heart attacks during that period. Young man. Very great, honorable, dedicated to his craft, dedicated to his family, dedicated to his fans, dedicated to his friends. That's so hard to find in this world, even in a personal, in a personal sense. And I've met him a couple times, never had full-blown conversations with him, but he's a great person from what I've, I've read and heard through, you know, many people. 
And I'm glad that I was able to watch him a couple times, you know, in person. And I just want to say my condolences goes out to every single family member uh, out there of Mr. Wayne Van Dyke. Uh, I, I, there's, or f- friend or brother and sister in the business. You know, my condolences to all of you. And it really, really sucks. And uh, Mr. Ramban Bevins, who uh, also passed away. Uh, very well known here in the uh, South Florida community. Well, we'll move forward and now uh, welcome Jose Shorty Torres and Farkat Chiripov. who will be duking it out this Friday on UFC Fight Pass. Both of them are the main event for Titan FC 44. <laughs> everyone you've been hearing it here on the roman show may 19th titan fc 44 takes place at the new pembroke pine city center you want to make sure you get your tickets for now ticketmaster.com is where they are currently available you have two title fights with jd cavacante versus uh Bolt for the interim lightweight title and this one right here jose shorty torres versus Farkad Sharapov for the bantamweight title. And on the line, we have Farkad right here on the program. Thanks so much for taking your time, man, and speaking to us. No, no problem. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. So, Farkad, tell me about going into this this next bout. You're defending for the first time uh, the bantamweight title against Jose Shorty Torres. What can you tell me about Shorty Torres? He's very young in his professional career. He's undefeated. But are you, have you been impressed from what you've seen from him? I mean, he has a, I think he's five, but he's 4-0, and he got a title, yeah, it's very impressive, yeah. He's a young prospect coming up strong, you know, aggressive, so good for him. You know, he's coming up to better weight, and he's trying to fight, you know, he's a more experienced guy. I give him credit for that. You yourself, you know a lot about fighting in different uh, weight classes. Of course, he's, for the most part, has been competing in flyweight, so it's possibly probably the first time he's moving up for and competing for a title in another division. Do you think that right there could throw him off a bit, knowing that he's been competing in that 125 division and now he's moving up? I mean, I fought a 145. It depends on the opponent. But this one, I mean, he, he's trying to do you know, shortcuts, and he, he made a big mistake. You know, but, you know, I usually compete in 145 as well, and I feel strong. So, I mean, it depends on the opponent. Uh, how experience and but definitely it's, uh, there is a difference. You know when you fight uh, 125 and you go up to 125, it's a different caliber, it's a different powers, different uh, strength. You know. Of course, you're you're the most experienced person here out of these two. How how much of that will run uh, will play a role in this fight, knowing that you're going up against Shorty Torres? That sure he might have 20 something amateur fights and about three four professional fights, but obviously you come in with the advantage. Yeah, I mean, I have way more experience, you know. I have a boxing background as well, you know, the boxing fights. 
um, yeah, they definitely it, it will definitely show up on the fight, you know. And Farcat, of course, you're no uh, new person to Titan FC. You were part of the uh, featherweight tournament for some time, and now you're the champion in the bantamweight division. And knowing that Titan FC has pretty much been a launching pad for the fighters going into the UFC and any of the other big promotions like the Bellators, do you think a victory here against Jose Shorty Torres could probably put you inside the, the, the uh, octagon next time around? It should, it should. I don't know, but I'm not sure. They, they, I, sometimes I don't get it. They, you see, they look for what they look for, you know. I think I'm excited by it, you know. I have a decent record. I beat, I, I beat a lot of UFC veterans. And whatever comes, you know, I don't care. You know, there are so many options. You know, if it does, I would be gladly, you know, to go and take on and prove that, you know, I'm, I'm one of the best 135ers. And, but if I go to UFC, I'm going down to flyweight. I'm coming down to uh, 125. You know, my goal is fight uh, Nation Johnson. You know, he's on a 10th uh, uh, win streak, you know, which is actually amazing. He just uh, uh, beat the record of Anderson Silva, uh, which is very impressive. You know, and there is nobody who can actually uh, beat Nation Johnson. That's that's more interesting for me than you know finding other way to do. I want to start one twenty five and then go up to one thirty five and one forty five. So if if you could go down to one twenty five, why was it decided to have your title defended instead of Jose Shorty uh, going uh, defending his one twenty five title? This is my first defense. I gotta uh, defend my title before I go down. You know, uh, Shorty defended his title already. So this this this, this uh, was a question, you know. Uh, I asked the Titan FC as well. I was gonna go to one twenty five, but I had to defend one thirty five, you know, before I go to one twenty five. Got it. So yeah, it will be your first title defense, and of course, Shorty did defend yep. his title. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. So with Shorty Torres, of course, he's like you said, you've been impressed. But anything about him that stands out, uh, and that you've been particularly training for in your camp leading up to this May nineteenth fight? No, I've been I've been doing my thing, you know. I've been uh, improving my skills. I've been working on my weaknesses, you know. I've been developing fast uh, speed. Uh, nothing particular for assist uh, as And so we do. I always train uh, all my weaknesses. You know, when I think that uh, I'm gonna not gonna play good for me in the fight. Now you you've been around here in Florida. I know you competed way back in the XFC when that company was around or that promotion was around in uh, in the Tampa area. So you, are you currently in Orlando and and the, the camp that you train with? You've been with that camp for for the most part of your career. No, I changed the camps. You know, I changed the schools. I opened a school. I had I came out coming out of retirement, mm-hmm. and I am uh, with the American Top Team now. Brent uh, Box. Yeah, this camp uh, was pretty good. You know, um, like I said, you know, we're developing different uh, speed, uh, working on my weaknesses um, and the skills, skills, uh, skill tools. Um, you know, we have a very good, talented, young, talented uh, prospects as well. You know, that uh, looking forward to always improve, push you. So it was a good camp. So your, so, so, so your current camp right now is at American Top Team Coconut Creek. Uh, American Top Team Black Black Box, you know, in Kissimmee. Ah, in Kissimmee. Okay, so you traded it to America. Yeah. And, and and like you said, the difference is there. 
it seems like they they put more of your weaknesses in this camp this time around. I said, yeah, the American Top Team camp, the coaches there, they they're able to come more of a better strategy on uh, on working on your weaknesses. Uh, yes, yes. Well, what can we expect from you? Because you're you're a very exciting fighter. I think you went into that tournament. You you pretty much went into the tournament that almost at last minute you took that fight uh, back. I think it was like two Titan three Titan FCs or shows ago. Yes. So it was a two days, three days notice, but you know I came in. Uh, there was opening, and I always, it always happens to me, you know. Um, when you when you in shape, you in shape, you know. You don't need to, you need to, you, you don't need uh, one month, two months for preparation. Uh, you can't wait, and you go, you know, and ready to do what you do always. You know? And at what weight do you typically walk? What is your typical weight? Before you end up losing the weight, one forty-eight, one forty-six. Wow, so it's not that much of a of a, of a drop there. And, and how soon do you start cutting the weight? Usually two days, two days before the fight. Wow. Yeah, I don't like to touch my body and you know stop my body. I just cut it and then uh, get back. Well, Parker, I want to thank you if so I much. To if, I, if I go down to one twenty-five, it's probably going to be a bit different cut. You know? Well, Fark, I want to thank you so very much for your time, and I look forward to seeing you and, and actually announcing your name uh, on May 19th at the Pembroke Pine City Center. May 19th, it's going to air on UFC Fight Pass if you're unable to make it here in South Florida. We catch it live right there. And you're going to watch Farka defend, defend his title, his bantamweight title for the first time against Jose Shorty Torres, a top prospect in the mixed martial arts. And possibly, Farka, this could probably be your last fight in Titan. You might be in uh, in the UFC the next time around. Yeah, um, looking forward. Hopefully, you know, uh, keep my fingers crossed. If not, you know, uh, there are different options, like I said. But uh, yeah, thank you for having me, and absolutely, uh, everybody who is listening and who can come by, you know, and watch the fight, um, come and support local talents. You know, May nineteenth, Pembroke Pines, Pirate uh, FC, uh, forty-four. Well, Shorty, uh, obviously you're going up against uh, Farkad for the bantamweight title. Going into the fight, how do you feel? I mean, I feel great, man. It's uh, you know, it's a fight waiting to happen. It's I, I've known about this fight, and I've you know really persisted for this fight for a really long time, and I'm just uh, I feel more than more than prepared for it. I'm just ready and waiting. So you're, you're jumping weight classes. You're you're going up. Um, previously, when you were in your amateurs, did you did you fight in that weight class? Yeah, so all of my amateur career, I fought 135. I did fight 125, 145, even 155 for the fun of it. But uh, 135 was my my main weight class. So how come you ended up going to start it off at the the 125 at the at Titan? So my first two pro fights were at 135 for Titan uh-huh. uh-huh. Um And then, yeah, you know, 
Lex McMahon was just convincing me, like, hey, man, you're making weight very easily. You're a small guy. My weight man is a specialist nutrition. Like, you can easily make 125. Let's go down. And at the time I wanted to go down, there was the, uh, the vacant flyweight championship. So I decided to take the opportunity. So far, it's worked out really well. So let's say you win this title. Would you be a two two title holder? You'll be defending both titles, or what would happen? Yeah, so it really depends on um, you know what's after this. If I don't get called up from the UFC, uh, which would be really hard news for me because I'll be you know I'll be creating history uh, for Titan and Saints overall. There's never been heard in the world that a professional fighter only has five fights has two you know belts at two different weight classes for a major promotion, but. Um, if the UFC doesn't call me up, then I'll bump back down to 25 defendants and just keep on moving back and forth simultaneously until the UFC calls me up. And what weight class do you find yourself it's, uh, more comfortable? Is it 135 since you had uh, you, you fought a lot in that in that division? Um, I feel more comfortable at 125 just because uh, more, more of the fighters are, are smaller around my height. Uh, my height is about average around five four to five seven. And at 135, you, know, you guys are. You know, some people who drop a lot of weight who are a lot bigger, a lot stronger. Um, I do feel comfortable at both, but I think uh, overall, I, I know stylistically, I'm, I'm better at 125. And what, what typically, what weight do you typically walk on your everyday? Um, before I started my professional career, I, I walked around like 155. I just was kind of enjoying life, but now, um, trying to be as professional I can be, I walk around 145, 147 naturally. So, um, cutting down 20 pounds to 125 is not big of a problem. It's like you have a uh, so far, Cat, you're, you're, this is a pretty exciting fighter, just like yourself. But what can you tell me about him? What have uh, what have you noticed looking at some of the the tape or from his previous fights? Um, I haven't really watched too much tape. I, I try my best not to focus on that. Farquhar's a good opponent. He's a veteran. He's 17-7, never been finished before. And, you know, he's fought some good guys. You'll see that Bellator vets and he'll be Andrew Whitney to win the belt. You know, Andrew Whitney's uh, uh, got another Masters that's just, you know, forced not to be reckoned with. And, you know, he was able to do just enough to, to win the fight. And I know he is a smart fighter to get out of dangerous situations. And, you know, I do know he respects me just, just the same. And, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping for, for a very entertaining boxing fight. I think, you know, I know he was a professional boxer. I think five of them are professional boxers. And I just want to have fun with, uh, you know, the stand-up game. But as a third round, it's probably going to be his choice of trying to take it to the ground or, or falling. But overall, uh, I'm hoping for, for a five-round war. You know, Rocky Ford type of thing or Russian versus America. <laughs> You're right. Uh, so you mentioned the UFC. Possibly, potentially, you could be going up uh, if a victory. Would you go into the 125, 135? It doesn't really matter for you? Um, for me, I, I would definitely stick at 125, but I'm more than happy to take last night at the 135 to the front of the show. And just, you know, just have some fun trying to, uh, what Cowboys are on these right now. All you need to know is what I'm more than happy to do. So, obviously, Demetrius Ch uh, Johnson uh, is there. He, DJ, he, he is a champ. What can you tell me about him? Can, can this guy really be beaten at one time? I mean, I think everyone can be beaten, you know, realistically. I think his, uh, just having the last fight, tonight, we
and you're training for this fight, any changes that you've done uh, compared to your previous ones? Or, or walk me through your training. How, how is your typical uh, training on a daily basis or a weekly basis? Um, right now I'm in Denver, Colorado with DJ Dillashaw. I'm also fighting a team elevation at Body uh, Martial Arts. Just really, really focusing on my stand up and uh, going with the best in the world. Fighting a 35 pound champ in the world, and that's DJ Dillashaw. I mean, having a guy that does nothing but move around, throwing punches at different angles, and just the pace is relentless. Also, the Vietnamese practice partner going back and forth with him. It's, uh, it's a good experience. And I think because of that, I'll be able to knock out Pedro in over 86 seconds. And I think I'll be able to do the same with uh, Farcut. Um, overall, I mean, I'm out here at altitude. I'm at 7,000 feet, training with TJ, and, and just overall, I mean, pushing the pace as much as possible. I'm also trying to uh, to gain muscle size. So I look more of a, a proper 135er instead of a small 135er. Well, Farcut's a, a smaller band away, but overall, I think it. It's a very fight for both of us. It's a very fair fight. And with your training, you typically work on three day, three a days, or two a days. How do you typically train? Um, it depends on the day. Um, most of the time it's about three days, but overall I try to stick between two and three days. I know today's just two days, but um, I finished my first training camp yesterday. I like to take two weeks off and just run and get the weight down and just relax and let my body recoup and then be as healthy as possible for the fight. But um, usually it's about three days and, and I'm always killing it between sparring, drilling, and uh, lifting and you know, strength conditioning. And, and sparring, how often do you go hard, you know, hard-hitting type of sparring? Or do you, do you try to go lighter as you get closer to the fight? Uh, sparring, I usually do uh, two to three days a week depending on, you know, uh, the bodies I have or DJs around and, and um, you know, I'm pretty much my body's feeling. If I don't feel up to it, there's no reason to start. Um, I don't want to put myself in a vulnerable situation where I'm possibly able to get, uh, gonna get hurt. But overall, man, I, I usually for sure start two, um, two days out of the week, and it's hard sparring. It's five to six rounds, and I mean, again, I'm going with UFC, uh, one of the best family champions in the world, Pete Dillashaw, where we're going five rounds with each other, six rounds with each other, and literally push the pace where we're just completely exhausted and altitude after. So it's, Ah, I'm just excited to fight at two level. Awesome, Shorty. Well, thanks so much, man. And I look forward to seeing you in action on uh, May 19th against uh, Farcad. You both, both of you guys are going to main event that card. So, look forward to seeing you again uh, down here in South Florida. I can't win. Good. Awesome, man. Thanks, Shorty. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. Well, there you heard it. Jose Shorty Torres and Farkat Sharapov will go one-on-one for the Bantamweight title live on UFC Fight Pass. But if you're in South Florida, get your tickets on sale right now, Ticketmaster.com. And we'll see you out there in Pembroke Pines this Friday. Don't miss it. Okay, George. So, over the weekend, UFC 211 took place. Stipe Mociek put his title on the line. And last week we had Junior Dos Santos here expecting that we were going to see that old JDS, but he didn't come out. In fact, Stipe just kept on pressuring and pressuring and pressuring him until eventually in less than two minutes he knocked out the former champion to the ground and that was pretty much it. It it was pretty unfortunate because I really thought that Junior Dos Santos who spoke very well, he was very happy going into this fight, was going to bring it, but it just wasn't the case. I just hope and now we're going to see who is a potential contender for the title. But I, I just hope that eventually, somehow, some way, Cain Velasquez really recuperates from his injuries 
and comes back 100% because I think this is probably the guy who at one point was the baddest man on the planet, could take on Stipe and eventually, possibly, potentially take away that heavyweight title from Stipe. Well, let me just say for the record, if if these two did fight, it has money all written all over it. Cain Velasquez versus Stipe, the baddest man on the planet versus the baddest man on the planet. Can you imagine the promo videos already setting up for that? I, I, shoot, I'm practically giving them the idea. The, the, the battle of the baddest men in the planet. You know, and personally, I think that is money. You have two great knockout artists in Stipe and, of course, Cain Velasquez. Two guys that love to fight, stand up. That fight, to be honest with you, is either going to end in the first round or is going to go all rounds and it's going to be a bloody mess. I think, uh, and right now, currently, Cain Velasquez is ranked number three. Uh, so potentially we might see these two go at it. Uh, following up for Beast Over Doom, number three, Cain Velasquez, and number four, Alistair Overeem. Stipe has defeated uh, Fabricio and Alistair. So, again, it's just a matter of time to see who he's going to uh, fight next. Derek Lewis is another upcoming guy that could potentially be getting a uh, shot at the title, but probably one more fight. Uh, I, I know he has a fight coming up, but maybe one or two more, and he could get a title shot there against Stipe. But let's see how the heavyweight division is in the UFC. Frankie Edgar put a clinic against Yair Rodriguez, the, the Mexican, who they were really claiming to be the, the, the next big star, the big stud. And I got I to gotta admit, I, I like watching Yair Rodriguez, especially in his past few fights. He's been amazing, throwing these crazy kicks. Very, very entertaining. However, Frankie Edgar just played with the kid. He did what he wanted to do. He put a clinic. That is why Frank Yeager is the person that he is. A former champion. Guy's a beast. Poor Yair. He just has to go back to the drawing board and tweak a couple of things and prepare for a wrestler. That's what Frank Yeager did. He basically took him down to the ground and just used him like a broom. Did whatever he wanted. The thing is, is that Frankie Edgar, till this day, I still think is one of the most dangerous fighters in the, in, in the entire UFC. Frankie Edgar is 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 not just a great floor guy like how you were just talking about, but he's also great on, on, on the stand-up game. So Frankie Edgar, to be honest with you, I I feel like he's one of the best uncrowned champions right now. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll get a potentially get a title. He's had several shots, but maybe he, we'll see him. Uh, at another shot at a title. Okay, George, prior, Anthony Johnson announced that he is retiring from mixed martial arts, and now we know the reason why. According to a recent interview, he is saying that he is not going into the medical marijuana business. That is a rumor, or not, that's not really a rumor, that's actually what he said, it's despite some rumors that were claiming that he was going to go to the NFL. And he's gone on the record and said, listen, I don't want to get hit in the head anymore. I want to take care of my body, myself. So he's going into the medical marijuana business. Kudos to him. That's absolutely awesome. Others thought that it was acting whatnot. But listen, Anthony Johnson was a beast. He went on and said that, look, I'm a very athletic person, but MMA wasn't even the thing that I wanted to do. I just happened to be good at it. And now he's taking another route. He's just going to take it easy. You can't blame the guy. He was a great, great uh, uh, fighter. A champion in the World Series of Fighting. But good for him. He's taking on a different route. He's preparing. And I think 
every fighter out there that's tuning into the Roman show right now, whether you're in the top or you're in the bottom or starting up, I think you have to have a plan B. Heck, this even goes for pro wrestlers as well, even musicians. You know, you never know if you're going to get that break break or not, but you have to have that plan B. Anthony Johnson has that plan B. He saved some money. He understands that the medical marijuana business could be an opportunity to gain or, or it's a good investment, and that's exactly what he's doing. Therefore, all you guys out there, whether you're, you're a musician or, or a wrestler or an MMA fighter that's trying to come up, have that plan B ready because just like Anthony Johnson, he wants to make sure that when he's 40 or 50, He's good in the head, and his body is, is up to point. Yeah. Uh, that, that, as a matter of fact, you and I were having this conversation a little earlier about this whole situation, about what he did. And, and listen, plan B is always good, because if plan A fails, plan B is there to pick it up. That's why I always say, always have something in the backup plan. Not saying to feel like, A, that your original plan is going to fail, I'm just saying just because you always want to make sure you take care of yourself, and that's what he's doing. You know, he's taking care of himself with a plan B. And, yes, it was one of the most things that you didn't expect, but it's working. And it, on top of that, it's going to be in a market that will grow because with the whole thing of the passing, you know, in, in, by law, it, it's going to grow. So I, I feel like he's going to be very successful. Yeah, I think so, too. Kudos to uh, Anthony Johnson all right, well, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to the, another episode of The Roman Show. Make sure you follow us on uh, social media at The Roman Show on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram, Roman Show Media, the same uh, name there also for Facebook. And on our YouTube channel, that's uh, Roman 201 Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channels. We put weekly, almost on a weekly basis, interview in, uh, video interviews there on our channel. Make sure you spread the word. And make sure to go out, Titan FC 44, Pembroke Pine City Center, this Friday, May 19th. Do not miss it. Ticketmaster.com is a place to buy your tickets. If you can't make it, no worries. You can watch it all live on UFC Fight Pass. We will catch you next week right here on The Roman Show.